0: This is the Concealed Carry Podcast, episode 335. Welcome to the Concealed Carry Podcast. I am your substitute host, Jacob Paulson, and I have with me uh, substitute host <laughs> slash co-host Matthew Merister.
1: What's up, Jacob?
0: gonna have a great time we're going to be talking today about hotels everything you need to know about hotels and traveling with a gun and dealing with hotels you know most of the time when you travel you often have to find overnight accommodations whether that be a hotel or an airbnb or whatever it might be and so we're going to discuss both some of the legal ramifications and the kind of corporate policies of some of the major chains and then a lot of different best practices and considerations that you might want to think through but first our sponsors oh and I suppose everyone wants to know where Riley is yes Riley is not here again uh, today two times in a row Riley was supposed to record today's episode but unfortunately something came up very last minute that was an emergency and uh, he's okay nothing nothing terrible's happened to Riley and he'll be back next week all right so today's sponsorship is from the legal boundaries by state book. I'm holding it right here in my hand. This is fresh off the press. We've had this book available for sale on concealedcarry.com for a couple of months in digital format only. But this week we got the hard copies and I'm kind of stoked.
1: Yeah, it looks cool. I mean, I don't have one yet, but uh, it looks really cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, it it is cool. And the format, the layout is different. So those of you who may have purchased the digital ebook in the last several months, um, you know, once you've purchased the digital ebook, you can always go back and re-download the latest version just by logging into your account. So please consider doing that. But the physical book is nice to have. I think there's something to be said for having the physical book because sometimes you're in a place where there's no internet connection. Sometimes you just don't want to be looking on a screen. Uh, you know, it's just nice to grab it and look something up, and I, you know, keep a copy by your desk, whatever it might be, or in, you know, a copy in each car, uh, etc. So, I would highly encourage you to check out the Legal Boundaries by State physical book. Um, the first fifty or so pages basically are what we call state summaries, and it's a one-page kind of you know single sheet for everything you need to know about gun laws in that state, including whether or not there are any hotel-related. Uh, laws, so that's something we're going to be talking about today, and then after you get through the state summaries We then have some articles in here that are really helpful about things like uh, National parks air travel article 926A of the Fire Motor Protection Act and why that matters uh, Non-resident permits proper vehicle firearm storage uh, Some stuff in here about hotels, you know all sorts and then there's oh, I really like these summaries at the end There's these summaries that basically just shows real quick for all 50 states what the story is for a specific legal topic. So for example, this page I'm looking at right now, says summary for duty to notify law enforcement. So really quick line, just look at all 50 states and see in which states require I notify law enforcement. It's a very helpful book and it's available for sale right now on our site for $19.99. You can go to concealedcarry.com forward slash LBBS or just go to the store and search for legal boundaries by state. Yeah, And that may not be my last shameful plug of that book in today's conversation
1: well it fits in perfectly i mean because there's a lot of legal stuff it might seem like you know oh i'm going to stay in a hotel what what do i need to know but there is a lot of little things that that if you don't know could end up getting you in trouble so either legally or just tactically with your firearm and how you store it and things like that so
0: yep yep and i see a comment here from someone who's participating live and they said well I, i use the app and it's true that the majority of the information in this book you can get in our app uh, you know, most, especially the information on the legal on the state summaries if you just have the concealed carry gun tools app which is free on your phone then yeah you, you can find most of this information but there are a few things in here that are not in the app uh, and there's about 50 pages of other best practices and content in here that are not in the app so uh, you know consider that and I You know, one last thought would be, I would not leave this book sitting on my dashboard in my car. You know, it definitely is going to communicate this. dude's a gun owner, right? So you probably want to put this in like the backseat pocket or under a seat or in the trunk or something like that. Okay. So Matthew hotels, when's the last time you stayed in a hotel?
1: Boy, I'm trying to think, uh, probably the last time we went on vacation, we went down to, uh, to Disneyland. Um, and that was the last time we went, I know you just came from there, but this was last year. Um, but yeah, I don't travel much, but that's the last time I was on there.
0: Hey Disneyland or Disney World?
1: Whichever one's in Florida?
0: That's Disney World yeah that's, Disney World. okay I can't get those confused in my family. that's yeah. apostasy. <laughs> so Disneyland versus Disney World. So yeah, I was just spent six nights in a hotel myself. And it was pretty wild, crazy stuff. And there's a lot of things that come up. You know, today, you know, we're going to cover a couple of different topics. We're going to talk about laws uh, that, that may or may not prohibit guns. And we're going to talk about some of the policies of major U.S. hotel chains uh, and kind of go go to it from there. So, Matthew, where where do you want to start? Where do we, where do we kick this beast off?
1: Yeah, we could start with just some overview on some of the laws. Um, yeah, sure. Yeah.
0: So it's... Actually, an interesting thing. I struggled. I looked, searched high and low to try and find any information about hotels uh, related to guns out there, et cetera. And there's not much out there. There's a couple of states that do have laws that basically say, "Hey, you know, an an innkeeper, a hotel, you know, owner, whatever, can refuse to provide lodging or services, or can remove you from their lodging establishment um, if they believe you possess." something like a firearm and the wording might vary, but they're, you know, Idaho, Iowa, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, Missouri, and Rhode Island or all uh, South Carolina. Those are all states I know of that have laws written kind of that way. So it's, it's not like guns are prohibited in hotels in those States. It's more of a, Hey, a law has been written that empowers the owner of this hotel to kick people out or remove them. If, if the, you know, if they think it's is an issue,
1: Right. And, 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 you know, that kind of, if you, if you go to a hotel, sometimes you're like, okay, once I get a hotel, what I do inside really, it's, it, this is where I'm staying. They don't, they can't come in. They can't, you know, force their way in. And it's my prop, you know, my property safe in here. But really a, a lot of times when you go to hotels, you, you, yeah, you can. Leave your stuff in there, but there are certain rules regarding um, being in that room that you don't have the same, obviously, um, what restrictions or privacy That you would have in your own home. But the fact that, you know, you're paying for the room, you close the door, you lock it, it kind of makes you feel like, you know, whatever I do in here, I'm good to do. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just not the case all the time.
0: Yeah. and, And to be clear, you know, I mentioned some states that have a law that specifically says, right, that the hotel property owner people can kick you out. But does that mean that a different state, they can't kick you out? it's still private property there may not be a law that explicitly says they could they can throw you out but it's still their property and i'm inclined to believe that they could um you you just don't kind of you know you then maybe could follow up with a lawsuit or something because they don't have the explicit you know legal right to do so but i'd say that they probably still arguably have that right even if it's not explicitly written so in the law
1: right especially if they have some sort of um you know individual policy regarding certain things because you know, of course, obviously, if it, you know, carrying a firearm isn't illegal, but um, you know, if you're making noise, they can you know kick you out and things like that. If you you're damaging property inside their their room, they could definitely kick you out. So, they they may have a leg to, leg to stand on, even if it's not a law written. They might have some sort of fine print legal stuff when you're signing in there. It says mm-hmm. we can remove you for whatever reason that we deem necessary. You know.
0: Yep. Now there's an interesting ex- exemption here, and it's uh, Montana. Montana law prohibits an innkeeper or, or hotel keeper from evicting a guest because of firearm possession. So if you're if you know if you want to go on vacation somewhere where you know you have a legal guarantee that the hotel cannot kick you out for having a gun, go to Montana. That's
1: that's interesting. I never knew that, but that is yep. really
0: cool. Uh, and one last one I'll cover, and this one's interesting, and that's related to Wisconsin. Wisconsin law prohibits handguns in hotels but the prohibition does not apply to individuals licensed to carry a concealed weapon. So that's worth noting that in Wisconsin, it's the only state where guns are just straight up not allowed in hotels. These handguns are not allowed in hotels. But if you have your permit, then then you're an exemption to that prohibition.
1: Yeah. Imagine that. I mean, I, I don't know what the reasoning behind such legislation would be, right? Like it's It's hard to kind of sometimes when you're you know, you may only see your, the law in your state, but when you look at 50 states and you see all the different laws and you're like, what is the legal reasoning behind prohibiting firearms in a, you know, hotel of all places? Like what was the reasoning? What, you know, what do they argue to get that passed? I don't know, but it, it is interesting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, I have no idea where that, Yeah, you know, what the, what the news story was that happened to get some <laughs> right. legislator to decide to write that law. Uh, but you know, what? whatever. So nature of that beast. Okay. So let's discuss then some specific policies. You know, we, we, we mentioned that, you know, here's some of the legal things. Okay. Well, most for the most part, there's not really a lot of legal, anything, you know, here, unless you're in Wisconsin or in Montana and even, you know, Montana is really arguably not really an issue. You know, then, then really it comes down to hotel policy, right? Does this hotel have a policy, uh, that you should know about or not. And the vast majority of hotels in this country are part of some sort of big uh chain. Right? I mean, very few one-offs. At least not that I stay in with any regularity. I don't know, maybe Matthew, uh when you travel you love to look for the, you know, locally owned, you know, whatever cafe and inn, but I generally end up with brand name hotels.
1: Yeah, I uh, sometimes it just boils down to cost, you know, if I'm traveling by myself. I'm looking at like the cheapest hotel I can get (laughs) by my family, obviously, you know, can't have like roaches and crackheads next door. But, um, but you know, when I'm by myself, sometimes you do what you have to do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So let me, let's go through some of these. I spent some time. This would have been last year sometime. Let's see, August, August last year, I contacted the major U.S. hotel chains that I could think of. I reached out to all of their media teams and press teams and asked if they have a corporate policy they could share with me. So several of them did respond, uh, at least one did not, but let's get, let's go through these. So first, let me talk about IHG, and I actually am a big IHG fan. I stay in a lot of IHG hotels. Um, if you're not familiar with IHG, this is the company that owns the following hotels, Holiday Inn, Crown Plaza, Avid, Stay Bridge, Candlewood Suites, Hotel Indigo. Uh, even E V E N hotels, Kimpton. they acquired Kimpton recently, uh, Hula Lux. I've never heard of that one, but it's on the mm-hmm. list. And then anything that says intercontinental hotels and resorts, which is what IHG stands for. So that's a, that's a pretty long list. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> not, I like holiday Inns. They seem like decent hotels. So here's the IHG policy. They said, quote, this is their email. They sent me. IHG does not have a system wide policy regarding the ability to carry firearms on property at IHG branded hotels. Rather, we believe this decision is a local one that rests with our franchisees, the overwhelming majority of which do not have policies prohibiting firearms at their hotels. In those specific instances, a guest would be advised of this policy during the reservation process. So what do you get from that
1: yeah, I mean that that you know, and you would think that that would be kind of the standard, right? Like we're not going to make a blanket policy because we own hotels across the country, and you know, and, and we're not going to get involved in legal, you know, legal things for each state. Um, we'll let those those hotels figure it out on their own, um, and, and obviously they make it a point to make the. The, the policy clear up front. So if you, you know, you don't get caught in a catch 22 where you're um, you know, I had no idea and they're like, Oh, on page 65 of the, you know, thing you signed in um, we prohibit it. And so I think that's, you know, transparency is always good um, in those, in those cases. Cause you can decide, Hey, you know, is it worth my money to spend here or can I drive down further and get a hotel somewhere else?
0: Yep. Yep. Absolutely. And I, I never had an issue. I stayed at a lot of Holiday Inns. In fact, here's a fun story. One time, Riley and I were at the uh, training, the Sig Sauer Training Academy in New Hampshire, and we decided to take a armorer's course that was in New Jersey. But our flight was still leaving out of New Hampshire, so we just were driving down to New Jersey, take a class, and then drive back to New Hampshire. But well, we had with us some AR-15s and a decent number of guns that we knew we could not take with us to New Jersey. So we go to the hotel, which is a Holiday Inn that we're going to be staying at when we get back to New Hampshire, and we have a chat with the manager. And the manager allows us to lock up our guns in a special secure area of that hotel for the day and a half while we were in New Jersey.
1: Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome! I mean, that's really good.
0: Yeah, that that particular manager was like, "Yeah, no problem. I got a good place we can lock those up." <laughs> so, I,
1: I'm surprised he's probably had to do that other times. I'm guessing.
0: Yeah, yeah, probably, probably not the first. <laughs> so good good times but
1: yeah that that brings up a really good point because in the comments you know and and you can anticipate this like okay well we're talking about hotel policies and how do they know if you have a gun in your luggage or you're bringing a gun inside um chances are they're not going to know if you know you have it concealed on you if it's in your luggage um that you're bringing in there right but in a case of maybe you're traveling to a three gun competition or you know you have long guns or something like that yeah. I mean, you carry a rifle bag in there or something like that. It, they may stop and say, hey, you know, um, you're not allowed to carry firearms. Now, if, if it's that obvious and they say and you say it's not in firearm and they say open it up and check and you say no, then it's on you to either say I'm going to leave or you open it up or you know what I mean? So um, that would be the case where one of the obvious cases where. Um, a policy like this would come into play, but also, you know, you never know. Maybe the place you're going to, like, I you know Disneyland, Disney World, they don't allow firearms in there, and there's other places that you might go. So you have your firearms with you. You lock them in 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 you know the room. Let's say you know the the maid comes in or wh- whatever they call the people that clean it now. I don't know if that's the proper terminology.
0: Housekeeping.
1: I don't want to get in trouble, but the the chambermaid I don't know but they come in there and see you know a, a gun box right uh, th- it might cause them to to call the manager and then they you know hold that box or take it and say hey you're not allowed to have firearms you know it it could just cause an issue so I get the idea you know it's the same thing if it's concealed how are they going to know but you could potentially run into some little problems here or there that you don't really want to be dealing with in during your vacation or something like that
0: well and i'll I'll just reiterate what I always say when this comes up about any gun free zone or any business that has an anti gun policy for me, it's about putting my money where my mouth is you know it's about voting with my wallet. It's not always about what I can get away with it's about me supporting a corporation that supports my rights right so it's it's you know it might be true that this particular organization or company or business or hotel chain uh doesn't allow guns, and sure, I probably can get my gun in there, and they'll never know the wiser. But do I want to put my money in their pockets, or do I want to support the competitor down the street who supports my right to have a gun? And so for me, it's it's less about what I can get away with, and more about uh, a good ethics and b, you know, supporting the right the right businesses. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. All right. So next on my list here is Choice Hotels. So Choice Hotels, this is a large list. They they have Comfort Inn, Comfort Suites, Quality Inn, Sleep Inn, Clarion inns or Clarion something, Cambria Hotels, Mainstay Suites, Suburban, never heard of that one, Econo Lodge, and Roadway Inn. So a lot of more economic brands under the choice hotel uh, umbrella. And the email they sent me on August 3rd, 2018 said the following, our hotels are individually owned and operated and required to comply with state, local, and federal laws. Each hotel develops their own policies and procedures. So similar to, I mean, a little bit less like, uh, you know, pro-gun IHG, right? Because IHG's email to me said something like, it'd be very rare. And if they do, they would definitely advise you. Whereas Choice is saying, hey, each one to their you know, to their own. Like, we don't know. It's up to them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, and you know, that's, that's similar to what uh, IHG and, you know, it, 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 you, whatever chain you go to, you're going to have to deal with that policy. So not a broad range policy right
0: correct right absolutely yep okay next on here marriott Hmm. so marriott owns the followings the following hotels marriott ritz carlton renaissance delta hotels autograph collection courtyard spring hill suites fairfield Inn, town place suites protea hotels Starwood, Stregis, Stregis, I don't even know how to say that. The Luxury Collection, Westin, Sheraton, Meriden, Meridian, M-E-R-I-D-E-N, I don't know. Tribute Portfolio, Design Hotels, Aloft, Four Points, Moxie, and Gaylord Hotels. It's hmm. quite the list. And I, this is what I stayed in. I, uh, I was in a courtyard uh, last hmm. week when I was in Anaheim, California. And Marriott uh, on August 3rd told me the following. Marriott's policy is to comply with national, state and local laws or regulations governing firearms in the communities where we operate. Where it is legal to carry firearms, our hotels generally allow guests to bring guns into the hotel unless special circumstances merit an exception. Where carrying firearms is unlawful, it is of course unlawful to carry guns into our hotels. Where it is unlawful to carry a gun because alcohol is being served, we will post such restrictions if we are if we are required to do so by law. So my sense from that is, you know, Marriott is relatively hands off on this. It's like, Hey, you know, we're going to follow the laws and we very rarely would have some sort of prohibition. If we do, it would be because some special circumstances merit an exemption and that's kind of their, their stick.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean, we'll cover this more, but uh, later on, I'm sure, but um, they, they say, you know, about serving alcohol. Cause a lot of, um, hotels have bars or restaurants included in them and you might not want to travel out and, you know, do a different restaurant. Maybe you don't have a car. So, you know, you go and use the, uh, eat dinner at the local, you know, or the, uh, hotel dining room or whatever. And they serve alcohol there. And depending on the state, that might be illegal to do with your firearm. So,
0: yeah, yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. Um, I also Just a little interesting context. After I got this email back from Marriott, I was doing some Google searching and I found a Sheraton hotel in like Houston, Texas, or somewhere in Texas, that on their website, they said they prohibited guns in their hotel. Mm. So after I got this, I emailed back Marriott and said, Hey, what about this hotel? Like, so is this an example of just a local, you know, hotel doing their thing? And they responded and said, We will contact this hotel and that will come down off of the website. Wow. So, you know, they they didn't back up that local franchisee and say, "Oh, no, yep, sorry, you know, that's his policy. They can do whatever they want." They said, "Uh, we didn't know about that. We're on it."
1: Wow, that's and you know, it, you wouldn't think that you'd have to be like, "Oh, congratulate, you know, applaud something like that." You think that that would be kind of common, you know, like we're not going to exclude dogs if, you know, they're not illegal to have in the hotel, right? Or we don't have a policy, but today it's just so you know as concealed carriers everyday carriers gun owners we know that like you never know where you're going that somebody is just very opposed to guns they just have like that guttural thing and, and you know you're a total law abiding citizen you don't you want to abide by the laws but this person's doing whatever they want and so it's 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 nice to see somebody actually stand up as a in a huge corporation like they could totally take a lot of flack for that i'm sure yeah. Yeah. Um, but they stood by it, so that's good.
0: And they they might contact a local hotel and find out that that manager has you know a good reason to ha- be an exemption, and maybe they let him keep it up. I never followed up on that, but I think that you know I, I was just impressed that they said, "Oh, hey, we're on that. We're going to find yeah. out, you know, if that's if that's valid, or if, if that you know if this hotel really shouldn't have that kind of a policy." Right. So I I thought that was good. Uh, last one I tried to find out, or not, not the last one, but the next one I tried to research was Hilton. Hilton owns a ton of hotels, right? So Hilton has the Wald- Waldorf Astoria, Conrad Hotels, Canopy, all the Hiltons, of course, Curio, Double Trees, Tapestry Collection, Embassy Suites, Hilton Garden Inn, Hamptons. I've seen a lot of Hamptons in my day. True, Homewood Suites, and Home 2. So they have a lot of, a lot of brands. Uh, Hilton's a pretty big company. And they never responded. I Mm -hmm. contacted them three different ways until Sunday, and they never responded to me ever. It's been months now. And uh, it's really disappointing because this is the one I was actually most curious to hear from because I found on a various number of different internet forums someone who claims to have contacted Hilton and claims to have received an email from a Hilton representative uh, in 2010. And that uh, email, if it's to be believed, if it's true, uh, says that basically they don't allow guns. Unless you are a sworn officer, uh, a you know insured and bonded armored car service employee under contract to the hotel, an airline flight crew authorized by federal law to have you know the firearm, then you can't have a firearm in a Hilton hotel. But I wasn't able to verify that because they never responded to me. So I'm kind of left saying, "Well, this is what other people are saying is the Hilton policy. Whether or not it's true or not, I don't know."
1: Yeah, and that and that you know that kind of creates a you know a gray area that you don't know. And and so it's strange because in today's kind of let's boycott this or let's boycott that because of this or that, you would think that, you know, they're going to take a stand one way or the other. So they either, you know, don't get boycotted by the anti-gun people or they don't get a whole bunch of harassing, you know, we're not going to, you know, stay at your hotels from pro-gun people. So, but maybe they're, that's their, their, tacked i don't know maybe that's their play like we'll just kind of you know not take one side or the other i don't know
0: yeah i mean if 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 what i'm reading on the internet is to be believed then they took a side and that right. is that they they don't allow guns right um, but that could could be that that's not true it could be that that policy has changed since 2010 the company might have said we need to be a little bit more neutral on this um we don't we don't know because they didn't respond you know if someone listening to this is a hilton employee like go ask your manager to ask who knows who and yeah, tell me what they say. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> um, here's some other hotel chains that have documented no firearm policies. So these are these are hotel chains that are like no guns allowed, okay? MGM. Uh, they're best known for their hotels in Vegas, obviously. Wynn Resorts, so Wynn Resorts has hotels in Vegas, but the owner is very strongly anti-gun as as a human, and all of his corporations are pretty dang anti-gun. So no guns allowed in any Wynn Resort. Uh, Caesars Entertainment, which also is best known for the properties they have in Las Vegas, they also don't allow guns. Uh, Woodspring Hotels is clearly anti-gun. Their their website says, quote, eject guests for having any firearm regardless of license, end quote. So those are some other ones to be aware of.
1: And, you know, it kind of it kind of is weird to me that like these people will eject. They're, they're going to say we're going to eject any guests regardless if they have a permit or not. But like, you know, the only people they're going to eject are law abiding gun owners that are like, OK, I don't want to have any problems. If that's your policy. I'll leave. Not that not the dude that's like trying to rob the the hotel with a gun. They're not going to say, oh, get out of here with your gun. You know, they're going to give them money and like whatever they want. Right. It's, it's just it's. It's bizarre to me that they believe that you know. Oh, we may not even have armed security, but we're going to eject you because you have a firearm that's clearly not you know a a threat to anybody. You're not a threat, but we're going to eject you. Yeah, (laughs) I don't don't get it. It's
0: the same logic that we we have to deal with all the time. Yeah, Uh, it is worth noting that these policies, as I've stated them, that I'm aware of them. Uh, relate to guests of a hotel right so if you're an employee of one of these companies you might have a different policy right Mm -hmm. it's not uncommon for us to find these these companies that say well to guests you know we have this neutral policy we follow laws whatever but our employees can't have guns so you know just a little disclaimer there to cover my butt all right good times so matthew let's talk about um anything else relative to picking a hotel or you know like like for example when i'm picking a hotel you know do I go to the effort of checking the local crime rate? You know, I, I don't, to be honest. You know, but I, I, there are some things I do check. Like I, I will pull up pictures, and I want to see if the hotel has uh, outside entrances or inside entrances. Right? Mm-hmm. A hotel that has all outside entrances, it's a lot, much less secure environment than one that you have to go through a lobby past security cameras to get into a hallway to then ac- access a, a guest room. So you know, little things like that. I don't know. Is there anything, Matthew, you kind of are looking for when you're, when you're, you know, scouting the hotel?
1: Yeah. You know, this, this is interesting because uh, it, my whole thought process and, and anybody who has kids, and I'm probably sure you're the same. My whole thought process changed when I had kids like before, and it was just me, um, I, I, you know, I'd stay wherever. It didn't matter to me. Um, even, with, you know, when me and my wife were, were younger and we travel, um, you know, I wasn't so concerned. But once you get a kid, it's like you start looking for these things, right? So um, how are people accessing the, the rooms? Obviously, a big one, like you said, indoor. Um, I, I look at like, are there key cards or are there physical keys? Mm-hmm, um, you know, because obviously, key cards can be, can be you know, duplicated but keys are a little bit easier to like okay they didn't turn in their key there's a key out there and, and things like that and just it doesn't yeah, seem
0: cards be- can be deactivated remotely right
1: right well, so they, they,
0: generally they're, they, they're set to expire after the certain number of days that you're checked right. in so someone might take home their hotel card key but if they came back a month later and tried to open that room it's not going to work right but yeah, key. You know, there's there's a lot of things like this. Like I I tend I tend to go with big, well-known brands because well-known brands have enough to lose. That they are smart enough to put in policies to limit their risk. So they're more likely to not have key locks, right? They're more likely to have their staff trained in in you know security. and and emergency procedures they're more likely to have surveillance cameras and you know good you know security systems in place so i mean just big big brands for me like i I don't call a hotel and be like all right so do you guys got key key locks or (laughs) card card locks you know i don't you know do you guys have smoke detectors i don't do that i just generally stick with big name brands that i know they're going to do all those things because they have too much to lose
1: yeah in other things like that you know you look at um you know do they have multiple floors it's you know do you want to stay on the on the ground floor do you want to go you know up where somebody may not be able to get into your into your uh room from you know through an outside window do they have you know what do the parking lots look like? Are they a secured parking area where it's a you know you park underneath the building and it's a in, it's its own lot or is it open to you know people just passing by that know travelers leave stuff in their car, cameras and and you know other valuable things that you might not leave if you're parking your car in front of your your house right? Like if you're a traveler, you might have some stuff in in your trunk. So they people criminals who want to get stuff they break into cars that. Are tend to have stuff in them, and travelers have that stuff. It's all with them. So, um, those types of things are are things that you can look at from you know uh, objectively out before you even get there.
0: Yeah, and some of that I can just pull up on a Google you know search and pull an image of the hotel, and it's right. pretty obvious that you know that that parking lot's completely exposed, and yeah, you know, maybe it's well lit, maybe it's not. You know, some of those things are easy to research.
1: Yep, yep, for sure.
0: All right. Let's talk Matthew about securing the gun in the room. You, you know, you and I both just mentioned Disneyland example, right? So in fact, uh, this last week, a man in Disney world left his gun in his glove compartment and someone broke into his car and stole his gun out of his glove compartment in the parking lot at Disney world Orlando. This is just last week in July, 2019. So, you know, I might be inclined to want to leave my gun in my hotel room if I'm go- going somewhere I can't take my gun with me that day, like like Disney World. So what are some best practices there? I, I mean, obviously, these hotels, they have hotel safes.
1: Yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think there's an argument to be made for bringing your own safe versus having a safe that the hotel provides and says well we'll give you you know you have this special pin that you make or key code that you make um but you know that they have an override ability to get into that safe right it's not like you know you take off and it's locked and they can never get in there again they can override it so there's always that feeling like i know for me when i've left stuff in in the in the safe like man i I'm not the only one that has access to it. Let's put it that way. Whereas Mm -hmm. if I bring a safe myself and I, you know, I have that, that steel cable and it's cabled around, you know, the, the bed leg or something, you know, the frame of the bed or something in, in the house, in, in the uh, room that's a little bit more secure. Sure. They can get it off. Of course they could cut it. I I know all that they can smash open the lock. I understand. But for the most part, you're going to be a little bit more secure, probably with the safe that you bring.
0: Yep. Yep. And that's my, that's my, uh, my MO for sure. Like mm-hmm. I I have a safe that I just keep, you know, that's, it's a dedicated travel safe, you know, and if I drive somewhere, I got the one in my truck, so I don't have to pack one. If I fly, then I already put a gun in a safe to be able to transport it on an airplane. So I always have a little small safe with me regardless. So I just bring it into the hotel with me mm-hmm. and poof, lock up the gun and, and, you know, no, no drama. Right. Um, now there are some products I did research, that you can purchase on like Amazon or whatever, and you can install onto a hotel safe that, you know, further secures it or whatever. But to me, it's like, that seems like, uh, like a putting a bandaid on a problem. I'm just going to bring right. my own safe. Right. So I, that's kind of where I'm at uh, with, with that concept. And to your point, you probably should secure it, you know, some sort of security cable or something that, you know, is going to prevent it from being just picked up and walked out with, but otherwise probably, probably a good plan.
1: Yeah. And and like you said, like there are always these little gadgets and stuff that help you know, maybe secure, uh, a deadbolt more in a, in a hotel or whatnot. And some of those are good if you travel a lot, but like you said, with the safe, I mean, by the time you buy these little gadgets and stuff that may or may not fit on the specific safe of the hotel that you're going to, you might as well just carry, get a safe that you can use when you're in your car, or maybe you're traveling on a plane and you need a safe and you can use it, you get much more value, I think from that than mm-hmm. something that's so specific.
0: I'll add that when I'm traveling with my kids too, I don't want to be in my, you know, let's say I'm, I I decide not to take a safe because I'm going somewhere. I can have my gun with me. I don't have to leave it in the room. Right. I'm not going to Disney world. So then I guess I don't need a safe. Well, I, I arguably still going to need one, especially if I'm taking my children with me because at night, I'm not just going to stick the gun on the nightstand next to the bed in the hotel room. And my kids right. are sitting, you know, sleeping in the bed next to it. Like that's, that's no go for me. So, you know, I think there's, there's potential argument for having a safe, you know, that, that you can choose where in the room it is placed during the nighttime hours.
1: Without a doubt.
0: Yeah. All right. So let's talk about the alcohol. You talk, you started to talk about this earlier, Matthew. So a lot of hotel lobbies and stuff have bars or restaurants now. Uh, So what, what, should people be thinking about there.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, and and this is where, you know, the shameless plug for the book, um, the legal boundaries book, right? Which tells you, are you in a state that prohibits just merely possessing your firearm in any establishment that serves a certain percentage of alcohol or higher? Right. So um there are states that flat out prohibit you can't even even if you're not consuming some states you know you can be there but you can't consume and then other states i know pennsylvania i don't know if there's any others but i think uh pennsylvania might be the only one where you can actually drink alcohol and carry your firearm so you know you run the wide gamut of uh laws pertaining to alcohol and possession of your firearm and it it helps to know if you're breaking law because we're all you know legal law-abiding responsible gun owners and we don't want to knowingly violate a law or unknowingly violate it. So, um, yeah, you, and that's one that I think kind of it, it's a double whammy, right? Because, you know, all of a sudden now you're looked upon as being irresponsible right you're you're around alcohol and, and and it's not just like oh i stepped across the line at the post office and i'm in the parking lot and i get busted that's you know people may have some sympathy like oh man you're in the you're in the parking lot but if you're in a establishment that sells alcohol and you're not allowed to be You know, have a firearm, they're going to be like, oh, look at how irresponsible he's in a bar, you know, with alcohol and they're bringing cheese in the, you know, in the bar with alcohol and stuff. So just, I I think it kind of looks even worse to my point of view.
0: Yep. Yep. I'm with you. And, And it's states you might not think of, you know, I mean, Arizona, Florida, Texas, you know, three relatively pro gun states that all have some form of restriction related to a firearm in an establishment that serves alcohol. So, yeah. Definitely go buy Legal Boundaries by State Travel <laughs> Guide for American Gun Owners. Get your copy today <laughs> because it has, you know, for every state, that's one of the main things that, that we talk about within that book, within that reference book. And I think that's a really valuable thing to note. Um, it, I'll also note interesting thing. You know, th- you mentioned Pennsylvania. I don't know what the Pennsylvania laws are, but I do know lots of states where you can drink and be armed as long as you don't pass the level of intoxication. Mm. I, every state I've ever lived in, in fact, would be in that category. Wyoming, oh, wow. Utah and Colorado, as long as you're not in, if you can drive, you can be armed. Is basically how it would work in any three of those states. So there you have it. All right. Uh, let's see. What else are we going to talk about? Um, I think, I think we should just, I guess the last kind of caution and then we can kind of wrap this up. We see news stories relatively frequently of people who leave their guns in hotel rooms on accident or on purpose. So the on purpose thing is, you know, I just stick it under the mattress and I leave for the day and hope that housekeeping doesn't find it. Right. Right. The accident is, you know, I was worried about where the gun was at night. So I put it on this really high shelf in this little closet in the hotel room. And then the next day I packed up my crap and left and I just forgot to to grab the gun. I left it in there and I checked out of the hotel. Um, Those things seem to happen with relative frequency. I mean, uh, I, I can one, two, three, four, I have four incidents where that happened last year in 2018. So it does happen. And I'll add a little dirty uh, personal confession. I did it once. Oh, wow. Um, now, I was lucky. I was very lucky because the time I did that, uh, it, my family had decided for my daughter's birthday, the thing she wanted was to stay in a hotel. So we went to a hotel in downtown Denver. Uh, we stayed a night. We walked around, had a good old time downtown. You know, Life, life was good. And I forgot to bring the safe that night. And it was, you know, I just didn't have one with me and I didn't want to put it in the hotel safe and I was tired and it was late. And so I did the naughty, dirty thing and I just stuck that thing on the high, you know, on top of like a a wardrobe that was in the room. And I thought, you know, you can't see it up there. My kids can't reach it up there. I just got to remember to grab it in the morning and woke up in the morning, packed up our crap and left. And we basically were pulling in the driveway at my house. And I was like, I don't have my gun on me. Where's my gun? Oh, crap. Mm. And I was very lucky, very lucky, because this could have led to some very nasty and ugly things. But I, I called the hotel and said, have you cleaned this room yet? Go find out. And they came back and said, no, it has not been cleaned. I said, I left something in there of a sensitive nature. Don't clean it. I'm on my way. And I, I'm local. right? I hadn't gotten on a plane and flown away. I was an hour away. So I just drove back downtown and got it. But anyway, something, something to consider, because I think, I guess my two cents would be, don't stash the firearm somewhere you generally wouldn't think to check when you're leaving the room. That's what happened to me. I put it somewhere that in my normal pack up my crap and leave, you know, method of operation. I just, I don't, I don't check the tall shelves in the closet. I don't check above that wardrobe. Uh, It's just not part of, you know, muscle memory if you want to call it that. And so, you know, we got, you got to be cautious about just stashing a gun somewhere and then forgetting it's there.
1: Yeah, and before you know any you know anybody would like pile on you and be like, oh, how could you do that? I mean, how I I, I don't know how many times we've traveled somewhere and you know, oh my god, I forgot my wallet in there, I forgot my cell phone or something. Uh, almost inevitably, something gets left behind that you're like, oh my god, you know, I got to go back. No matter how much you look, especially when you have kids and you're trying to pack stuff and and all that stuff. So um, so yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that could get overlooked. Um, and yeah, it, it's one of those things where, you know, do you leave it out in the car? Do you go out and put it in the car? Do you, do you keep it with you? And it's, it's really a no win situation, you know? So,
0: yeah. So you got to bring, bring the safe. Like we said, you know, that's the nature of that beast. For sure. One of the Matthew, I just realized I forgot to mention that I was going to mention. I did do some searching on, uh, firearm policies for Airbnb. So in case anyone's curious, so if you, if you, and this is something we do all the time as a company, right, Matthew, when we yep. travel to trade shows and whatever, we we usually get a big house to rent for the team. And so Airbnb's rules are pretty straightforward. It basically says, if you are the, if you're the property owner, right, you, you own the house and you're, you're renting it out via Airbnb. Then if you have guns at that property, they just have to be secured. They have to be secured such that basically only you can access them. That's the rule there. As far as guests, and this is probably the more relevant thing for our topic here. Uh, If guests um, bring a firearm that they just need, their policies that you're supposed to, uh, I'm trying to find, discuss, I think it says something like you're supposed to disclose. Oh, here it is. Guests are also required to provide notice of and obtain consent for any secured weapons prior to booking and should use the messaging feature to do so. So for those of you who are Airbnb people, in theory, the Airbnb policy Says that you know when you book a property, you're supposed to obtain consent. You're supposed to message that person, say, "Oh, an FYI, I'm bringing guns and I'm going to have them with me, and I'm responsible person, and I'm going to secure them responsibly," or whatever you know you might say to that person. That's another one of those. How would they know? You know, if you don't do it, kind of things. Um, and and but and you know, your potential consequence there is, you know, I don't know if there's. Arguably, some potential legal ramifications. I can't imagine that really going that far. More likely, you know, your worst case scenario is that Airbnb just kicks you off their platform and you can't use it anymore. But that's something to keep in mind.
1: Yeah. Have you ever just wondering since you've done this a lot of times, have you ever told, you know, the person, hey, we're going to be, we're going to have firearms and they say we're not going to rent to you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that has happened to me. So, wow. Yeah, I can think of twice, in fact, that an Airbnb property has, has responded and said, "Yeah, I'm sorry, no, 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 go, no dice." So, yeah, that can happen. Interesting. Yep. All right, guys, I think that wraps it up for us today. Unless Matthew, there's something I'm missing.
1: No, I, I think um, you know, it's just one of those things. Just you got to be aware of the laws and and and. Y- Kind of think about uh, the worst case scenarios when you're in the hotels um, as far as, you know, not just getting access to your gun, but maybe leaving it behind and, and purposely leaving it behind, accidentally leaving it behind all those things that we talked about, just kind of the things that you wouldn't think of. Hopefully this conversation kind of got you guys thinking about different things that may not normally come up on your travel list of things to prepare for.
0: Yeah, and and we could have some tactical you know conversations maybe for another another episode one day about hotels you know as far as using the deadbolt and or, or other third you know aftermarket products you can bring with you that will secure that door so that people can't come in when you're in there um, you know I, I I'm a, a, another little weird tactic thing I do is I do not let people I don't let them clean my room when I stay in a hotel if I if I'm there for two weeks maybe I would but I've never been in a hotel that long mm. I don't want housekeepers coming through my crap. So yeah. I, I tell the front desk and then I leave the notice on the door that I don't want it cleaned. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. You know, I, I don't need fresh sheets every day. It's going to be all right. I don't need someone to tidy up my crap. <laughs> so I don't want people going through my stuff. I'm very, I, I'm very meticulous about my, my choices of going through, you know down stairwells and how I use elevators. And so there's, there's other things to think about when you're in those kinds of environments, but, but certainly, uh, yeah. So Guys, remember, if you haven't already, pick up your copy. If you have the ebook, awesome, but would encourage you to also get your physical copy of The Legal Boundaries by State, The Travel Guide for American Gun Owners, available for sale at concealedcarry.com forward slash L-B-B-S. Stands for Legal Boundaries by State. Uh, get your copy for 20 bucks uh, plus shipping, I'm sure, and we'll get that shipped out to you right away. And this is uh, something that we intend to update regularly so you might have to get a new physical copy every once in a while but once you buy it you always get access to the digital copy the most updated version anytime on your account at concealedcarry.com all right guys Matthew anything else no I appreciate the conversation it's been fun all right there you have it guys remember to train often train rate right, right and train safe so you can fight hard fight fast and fight true take care.